Okay, so <clears throat> definitely want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Rebel Theories. It is your boy, Jay the Advocate, and we're here with another episode. This episode is based on dating and relationships. Um, I have a wonderful co-host with me today, and she's going to give her opinions on polygamy. I'm also going. I'm also going to ask her some questions to give her, um, her thoughts and her opinions in regards to um, dating and relationships. I think. I think this is going to be a great episode. So. Let me introduce my guest. Did I write these correctly? I think I did write these correctly. I did. So, introduce uh, my guest. Her name is Bree. Bree, say hello. Hi. All right. Now, Bree's going to go ahead and start off with why she agrees with the idea of polygamy. Uh, let's see. I think we as a society are so forced on monogamy that the idea of being in any type of relationship that isn't one male, one female, or one individual, an individual is something that's too, it's faux pas, it's weird. But many societies are polygamous. It's one of those things where if you ain't got money and you can't take care of her, then that's different than not just letting her to do get who she want with. Personally, I feel like... You can love multiple people, and each person you meet serves a different purpose. So, you may serve a purpose that someone else may not serve. So, I would rather have both of you around than give up that monotony of being able I want. Like, I don't believe in the 80-20 rule. It's either 100 or nothing. So, my mama always told me, you need three men to equal one because each man ain't worth nothing but 33%. And so, since she's told me that, it's something that I've held on to since I was little it's just I also don't want to get married so there's that aspect of it um I think many people are against polygamy I don't want to be in a polygamist it's a whole different hierarchy to what polygamy is it's a big arm-marching category um personally I want a polyamorous relationship um that's one woman multiple husbands or whatever you want to call them um simply because Everybody serves a purpose. And so not everything is sexual in nature. And I feel like we as a society put so much emphasis on sex in a relationship that the idea that you can literally be in love with somebody and not have sex with them is so foreign that the idea of monogamy being the only way of living is the way to go. Anything outside of that is weird. So. Okay. Which is a great point. I mean, I do think that people do often have a concrete idea of what they believe polygamy is or to even be polyamorous. Um, And I think if people try to really expound and think differently, I always encourage people to think differently. Um, And they'll be able to see that like certain things that were given to you that was taught to you ain't really what you like for real. If you really just give it some thought, of what you really like and why you like those things, you'll really be surprised on the shit that you don't really fuck with for real. That being said, how how interesting is your dating life with that mindset being said? 
Um, I think my my dating life is more so interesting because when you're interested in polyamorous relationships, open relationships, things of that nature, it requires a different level of communication that most monogamous relationships don't have because it's one of those. It, the idea of competition, it's a weird thing, but like a person who wants to be your main, when they hear that there's other people interested in the dating field, they step it up more. Even though they know that you're interested in other people, they still want to be number one in your eyes. So I think that makes it fun when it comes to dating, especially because men are competitive in nature. So when you tap into that competitive side of a man, it's fun because they always want to one-up the other person. Like if I say I'm going on a date to Ruth Chris, the other person is like, okay, cool. We're going to go to Benny Hanna's, P.F. Chang's, and then we're going to go get here. Like, it's always one of those, mm, I don't know where I stand with her at this moment. And I need to figure, I need to solidify it. But this only works when all lines of communication are open. Because some men have a don't ask, don't tell policy. And then that fucks them over because they never necessarily know where she stands. So, for me, it's been beneficial. Because I make it clear, mm, monogamy ain't what I'm looking for. So... I may, we can try this monogamous thing for a minute, but the moment I decide I want to talk, I want another boyfriend, either we can cut ties or you can just adjust. Some people have been wanting to adjust. I just don't like them before I can get to a second boyfriend. So then that's just me. Okay. How, so in the event that like, how would you feel if a male was to approach you? To that, like, if you were speaking to a male, if you were dating a man, and he tells you, like, you know, I got, I already got a girlfriend, but I want to fuck with you, so like, what's up? I don't want to be in a throuple. That 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 point is the throuple. I don't want to be in a throuple. So, what would be the difference between something that would be more polyamorous and then a throuple? A throuple is one woman, multiple men. If he's already in an established relationship, that's the throuple. I'm coming into an established relationship instead of us building as individuals or something. I'm already coming into something established. It's almost like I'm moving into a house that's already built. It's not my house. So I can get kicked out whenever. In the event that he wants two separate houses. Mm, I would have to know who the girl is. Like It's one of those things where you can say she, you are want to be in an open relationship, but it's still not an open. It's not an open relationship if she don't know. So, it's one of those. Also, I want multiple husbands. I don't want to be a part. Of, I don't want to be a man's extra girlfriend. That's just not That's not the type of poly relationship I want. It's different types of poly, and that's just not the one I want. Okay, so you don't want to be an extra. You want extras. Yes. I want to be the star of the show. And then everybody else is supporting cast. Is it possible for both to happen? Yes, those are, those are polyamorous, polygenous relationships. It's just, at that point, it's just... Uh, open relationship at that point. So yes, but that's not what I want. So if I'm with a man, he want to have multiple partners. We just not gonna work because it cannot be two. I am David Ruffin, mm. so can't be too many David Ruffins. Mm-hmm. Like he's Otis, and like David said, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> ain't nobody so coming to see you, Otis. yeah, it's only one David Ruffin. I respect that. Only one David Ruffin. Okay. I don't think the people, the niggas are fucking with that. <laughs> I don't think niggas will fuck with that. But, okay, cool. So, when, in the, the thought process of you feeling as though that you are David Ruffin, how, 
how do you bring up how you bring that up to the niggas you fuck with and their reactions? Um, so it's weird. It's hit or miss. For the most part, I lay it out on the table first. I let people know I ain't looking for nothing. And if you want, if this is going to progress to something, this is something that I'm looking forward to progress to. If not, like, I'm flexible in it. It's not a, I'm going to get a boy, I'm going to get you as a boyfriend on Monday and then have another one on Tuesday and have another one on Wednesday. It's kind of one of those, we can work, we can, if you are open to the idea of it, but you're like, I just want to be with you for this time being and I don't want you to be with somebody else. That's cool. Just know that if I want to have another boyfriend six months down the line, the contingency of a disagreement is, hey, it works. Some men are like, okay, that's fine. Some are like, great. That's less time I got to spend focusing on you. I got other shit to deal with. It just necessarily, it depends on the level of comfortability the man is. Because I think a lot of times men view the women they're with as property. So it's like, I don't want to like fucking my bitch. My nigga, you know that if I'm not with you, I can be throwing this pussy to anybody. So I'd right. rather you know who I'm fucking than me throw you off guard and I fuck up, I pop up with a random baby and you don't know where the fuck it came from. Mm-hmm. You can know, oh, it's between such and such. Granted, that's not happening on my end. Right. But it's right. one of those things where you can't control what a person does when you're not in their presence. Of course. It's better to have an idea based off the communication that y'all have. Because not everything in polyamory, not everything. It could literally be, I don't necessarily want to fuck this man. I just genuinely enjoy his presence. And like, some people feel as if any contact with anybody that's outside of your partner is cheating. Mm -hmm. So then that becomes a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas in poly relationships, um, there's a different level of communication that's not even present in open relationships. Mm -hmm. Because open just means I know you're sleeping with somebody else. I don't want details. I just know you're doing it. Whereas Polly is like, no, I need to be abreast. Like, we need to communicate. Like, is there... God damn it, shut up. Um, is there a specific thing that this person does that I do that you don't like, but you like when they do it? Or is it something that can... Something that you've realized? Because many people, when it comes to partners, it you don't understand yourself. Like, if you don't understand yourself, how can you help somebody else? You don't get to see, especially if you've been with a person for a long time, everything becomes mundane and becomes routine. So then when you give it another person, that's why people cheat because that is that, oh, it's the thrill of it. It's exciting. Like, he made me feel something totally different. You're in a positive relationship. You're always feeling something different because it's not. You don't feel you don't feel tied down. Like, you don't feel the stressors of being exhausted by one person. It's like, I can communicate with you, but if you're pissing me off, I can just go and talk to somebody else. And it doesn't make me feel any less different than you. It's just, hey, I need a break from you. And you understanding that she needs a break from me right now. No. But it also comes with both parties have to be confident in where they stand. And both parties don't need constant reinsurance. Because we need constant reinsurance. And every insurance slips, somebody's going to get insecure. And then that becomes a whole different can of wounds. Okay. I think another question that I have would be more so in the idea that because I can see how, you know, um, it it would be damn near impossible to really satisfy one person's need or at least for one person to satisfy one person's need, which is the idea of the polyamorous relationship. You can be able to get all the things you need from specific sources. 
I would believe I would say that I think as humans seeing how we are so used to like routines that we're naturally drawn to routines or naturally drawn to things that we are like patterns that if we happen to step out of that for some odd reason it becomes um you get like this sense of rush this this new brand new sense of feelings which can contribute to the idea of cheating mm-hmm. people will say that Cheating in general is just not okay, whatever it is, anything. Like you said, like anything outside of your spouse would be considered cheating, whatever the case may be. Um, and then people try to figure out why people cheat. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you know, they would just claim that niggas just doing niggas shit. Niggas just going to cheat. That's how they do. But never the reason why these niggas do what they do. Um, and it can never... And it's always... Never the outside person. People try to like make it seem like it's never the victim. It's always the person you know doing the cheating. Uh, it's nothing, something that you can do that requires you to like make somebody else cheat. Like you can't make somebody else cheat. Do you believe that? No, you can't make somebody else cheat. However, I think cheating comes when a person feels like they're lacking something and they go searching for it. That's where the thrill comes from. But if your life is a constant thrill, then you don't necessarily have to go searching for something because you'll stumble upon it, which is why I think that also comes along with the communication aspect of it. Some people, their routine, some people are so scared to shake up their routine that in their mind, they justify, if I'm not fucking up my happy home, then it's okay as long as I don't get caught. Because everybody's okay with cheating until they get caught. And then they get caught, and then it depends on that person because people, people cheat all the time and their partner never goes somewhere. So it's one of those things where they don't necessarily, they value you, but they also know they ain't losing you. They don't have that fear of losing you, which is what makes people get their shit together. Whereas in like pot relationships, it's not the, the fear of losing you because they know that they're, you're not technically theirs. But it's the fear that you may divert your attention away from them for a period longer than what they're able to handle. And it's kind of one of those things. So I think when it comes to cheating, it's it's a lack of communication somewhere. And that's something that you can't have in a, an effective poly relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's why I don't believe in... Um, like, pot, like, I don't believe in the, the poly relationship that we see on social media where it's one man, two women. Because now it's not a ten them two women hate each other Mm. it's an internal conflict it's one of those where like they don't coexist it's competition why would you think it's competition because not most of them the woman doesn't want to get into it she's doing it to keep a man and so if you're not doing it if you're not entering into it because it's something that you are okay with it's not it's going to collapse eventually because if she's doing it to keep that man, she, at some point in time, that jealous, it's jealousy is going to be kick, is going to kick in. Like if it's like in my case, the manager's like, all right, bet, like cool. On Tuesdays, you want to be with this nigga? All right, bet. I know on Tuesdays I can play two Ks all day. No, I worry about shit. That's fine. Like just text me whenever you're free. But it's one of those things where, um, if she's not comfortable in a situation and she's always wondering what you do with. Like, if she's always wondering what he's doing with her, she's not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. She's just doing it to try to keep him. Mm-hmm. And the moment she feels as if he's slipping away from her, she's going to do some shit. And those be the bitches that end up 
having threesomes and crying in the shower because they got to eat some pussy. You know, and damn well, they don't want to eat no pussy. Like, those are ones. It's like, no, if you eat pussy, eat pussy because you want to eat pussy. Don't eat pussy to please this man because he's simple. He watched pussy. He watched pussy eating on TV and be happy. He don't give a damn. <laughs> no, nah, he don't give a damn. But that's facts, though. Okay, so another question that I have for you would be um, something that we discussed pre-production, which would be more so that um, the advancement of the dating pool. The competition-wise of it and how the male competition now in the dating pool, compared to how it was, let's say, in the early 2000s, where men didn't have much to um, really compete with. And when I say that, I say that um, technology wasn't really too bound in that, t- that, that period of time, especially like the late 90s. Um, so... When a guy who, let's say he's 25, who probably just got his bachelor's degree, um, living with his mama, that's like, what, 2002 type thing. Mm-hmm. He, if he's talking to a woman or he plans to talk to a woman, he's not really focused on, you know, if... she's fucking with someone who has something grander because anything grander at that period of time was like, you already know who it was like drug dealers and Mm -hmm. famous people, people. It was a, it was the separation between a nigga who has it and a nigga who don't has it was very much stretched out earlier in the years. But now we're in 2020 where, you know, niggas are in Benz's every day. Like it's nothing. So the idea that in today in 2020, where a nigga who is 25, who just graduated, got his bachelor's degree, living with his mama, has competition with the nigga who's 22, who just pulled up in uh, the Lamborghini that you be looking at in magazines and shit like that. Now he's about to pick your bitch up and you mad. So from your perspective as a woman, um, who may have been able to, you know, be what's, I guess, put down on by different characters of men with different statuses. How does that, how do you see it as far as the competition thing? Um, It's weird because the 22-year-old, so for me, I look at it like this. The 22-year-old with the Lamborghini that you see in the commercial, not going to have that in six months because you, because not something, if he's a drug dealer, he getting popped at some point. He's not that popping. Like, he not Escobar. He not, like, he nobody that's popular. He's just making a little bit. But the drug game is fickle. Something happens, and you go down. You go down that car. To, that's the first thing they're going to take from you. Because not something is not in your name. Um, you got I the think, scammers, too. The scammers are, that's, they longevity is a lot more different than drug dealers. Yes. So, the scammers really can have it for longer than six months, but... No scammers are scammers. They're gonna have you in a nice boats. They're gonna have you in a nice jewelry. And then you get hit and then you get and then if they get taken down, you're getting taken down too. You getting subpoenaed to witness and now you getting subpoenaed to go talk in court and you don't know what the fuck happened. You decide you wanna to go to Miami and, and get on a yacht to Key West one weekend. Now it's a whole bunch of things. Don't know what they want their name on the court record when they get Google. 
that's bad publicity. Um, but I think when it comes to the dating pool more say, I think it's scammers and drug dealers not even as popping as we want to acknowledge. It's the people who are like the basketball players. Because like all of us at this point, and I know somebody that went pro, whether NFL, NBA, something like that. So we always know somebody went pro or like celebrities now are more in the spaces that we are in versus before. Like I'm from D.C. John Wall was at Roseboro all the time. I can count on how many hands I know people who've talked to John Wall, who've been with John Wall, hung out with him. So it's not like celebrities from back in the day, like the only time you got to be around them was like All-Star Weekend or something where everybody knew like the famous groupies was like at this point, no, you could just go out a weekend in Atlanta, Houston, D.C., New York, or L.A. and see your favorite, like your favorite person. So I think when it comes to, when it comes to dating pool, my philosophy is, don't worry about what's on somebody else's plate because then your food won't get cold. Because mm. uh, at the end of the day, especially because at the end of the day, the women who are for you are going to be for you. If you live in a home with your mom, but that's cool because if she living in a home with her mama, y'all just need to have money for a hotel room. Shit. Call it. Like, that's what it is. But it don't work like that. The, the woman living with her mama want the nigga. No, no, she thinks matching. she wants the nigga with the man until he beating the shit out of her in that band and she can't say shit. That's true, too. But she's going to stay there. It's one of those things where I think we've all seen the movie Temptation. Just because it glitter and go. Like, she literally left. Like, she left her husband because she was happy. She was. She he gave her that thrill and that thrill came with a came with HIV. Like it's one of those things where like now it's I think from a woman's perspective, now because of so many women are accomplished, like some of you women are working on their second, third degrees. It's kinda one of those things where those men are entertaining because they're a step away from my normal life. We don't see no longevity in them. We don't, but it's fun for right now. And I think once men realize that, it's just men have an ego. They want to be the forever, even if that's not what's on their mind. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to feel like their bitch has been tainted. Mm -hmm. But, like, realistically for us, it's like, yeah, we may joke joke that we want a drug dealer. But, like, nobody who's in their career career is going to risk that. Like, my degree in criminal justice, yeah, I joke about wanting a drug dealer. That goes against everything my degree is in. Mm -hmm. Like, fam, I will literally not have a job. So, but it's like, it's fun for the time being because I'm in school. My money and resources go towards that. So if you want to throw me a couple extra bands because you just, you just had a real good day, then I'm not going to stop you. But just know when I get my shit together, I'm probably not going to be here. Okay. Okay. So that will follow into my idea that. Because when you look on on the the interwebs and stuff like that for um you see how women would like to believe that or women have a problem with dating down, which is understandable. No one wants to date down, but I think men intentionally date down because there are fragile men in the world who are intimidated by independent women. So the idea for a woman to find, or a well-established woman, to find her equal would be difficult because my theory is is that for a a woman of well-established, it's harder for her to find 
her equal because the niggas with money, quote unquote, because they don't want to fuck with niggas without money. So the niggas with money don't want bitches with money because the idea that let's say from the law school perspective. So like, say you're, you're a lawyer and you see another interesting gentleman that's a lawyer my theory is he's not going to fuck with you because there's you can always find you another male lawyer who's doing the same shit he's doing. Why not Why not he fuck with the bottle girl who ain't finna run into lawyers for real? Who's going to think he's a majestic ass nigga? So that's who he's going to fuck with. Which leaves y'all the wellest as you with the lawyer to be, you know, stuck with uh, somebody baby daddy. Working at Walmart or some shit. But he's nice though. You want my honest opinion? <laughs> oh, okay. So I think it's. I think the issue with dating down is not. It's one of those. Most women who are savage don't have a problem dating down if that person has an end goal. Like you can say, because we don't have a problem being with you while you're building. But don't say you're building and now we six months into this and you ain't made no progress to be like you ain't bought the materials to start building. You don't even know what a local Home Depot at. Like, what are you doing? Right. right. Whereas with men, it's some of it's intimidating. Some of it is. It depends. Like some men really thrive on being able to say, be both me and my wife are able to do this. or me and my girl are able to do this. Um, but those are men who are confident in their position in their job. Mm-hmm. Like. The men who aren't confident in their position in their job are the ones who, like, have this weird aversion to dominance. Because, like, if you want to be dominant, that requires you to pay all the bills. I don't think no woman in her right mind is going to be like, no, you can't. Well, there's women. No. I'm talking about she's not. She's going to want to pay something. Especially, like, for oh, me. Wait. She's going to want to. But she's not going to be upset. Oh, so you're saying, like... She's going to want to pay something, but uh, there's no woman in her right mind that would allow a nigga to pay everything. No, because if you're used to getting things on your own, Mm -hmm. it's that. Like, we've seen too many, like, everybody talks about, like, why the relationships, like, of the 60s and 70s not lasting like our grandparents. Easy. Our grandmothers couldn't, they didn't have an education. They couldn't work. They could barely open a banking account without a husband. The factors that went into it is it made these women dependent on a dependent past a certain point. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that dependency isn't there. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's not to say, like at this point, you need to prove why I should want you because I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of men want to feel needed. Mm-hmm. And so when they get put in a situation where they don't feel needed the way they felt, they, a lot of men put a lot of emphasis on finances. Instead of the other aspects of like a relationship, which is why when a woman cheats, she cheats with somebody who listened to her, who cared about her. The shit that she actually cares about because she has her money. She doesn't care about your finances for real. real. It's other factors that go into it. So I think now when it comes to the dating pool, it's egos are involved. And when people acknowledge that the ego is involved, it's a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I think it more so plays into the aspect of women don't have a problem. Women don't want to build a man, mm-hmm. but men don't necessarily want to be with somebody that's built. Mm-hmm. So, then it becomes it becomes that power struggle because you'll see the the powerful couples that are couples. like the, Those are the couples that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. 
like LeBron and Savannah, like Kobe and Vanessa, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, like those ones, like you see them, it's kind of like like Sierra and Russ. Mm-hmm. Like she has her own, he has his own. They are together because they're not struggling. Mm-hmm. Whereas some men, the ones who have who have a who have an inferiority complex in one aspect of their life, mm-hmm. they tend to want the the woman who doesn't necessarily know much, who hasn't been around enough. And doesn't have enough life experience to feel important. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones who like love a girl who's getting her degree mm-hmm. until she get that degree and get a good job. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes the issue. Now she don't have no time for him. It's like mm-hmm. these were all things she was going through before. She just not she just wasn't in a position to be equally yoked to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas with some women, some women we for women for the most part, we're taught that men men we're taught to be nurturers. And that doesn't break down. That doesn't stop. I'm not nurturing no goddamn man. This ain't building a man workshop. Mm-hmm. But some women are taught to be nurturers, so they don't have a problem being with the man who is still trying to get himself together. It's why some women, husbands be trying to be rappers at 45, and every weekend they in their club dress trying to support him. Mm-hmm. They know he's not going nowhere, but she, women are loyal to a, mm-hmm. a fault. To a fault. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where sometimes they don't catch that loyalty until the end. Sometimes, by the time they realize that they're being too loyal, they're mm-hmm. too far gone. Mm-hmm. Now they're 10 years down the line, three kids. She's the primary bear runner. He got a studio in the basement of the house trying to work on this mixtape. Because you don't, it's always that fear that you're going to leave him, he's going to blow. Mm-hmm. Because men, when they get on, they tend to forget the people that are with them at first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Some of them are real loyal, but for the most part, men, when they get a little money, they either go to the women that would not pay no attention at first, mm-hmm. or they go to the women who really, really care about the fact that they have this money. Mm-hmm. So, women are like, I'm going to just thug it out. Mm-hmm. He makes me happy. He may not have no money. Women weigh the pros and cons of what's important to them. The thought process in when you say that women are taught to be nurturers, um, but then at the same time, it's being said that y'all are not nurturing no grown ass man or not building no grown ass man. Would you be able would you think it's possible for the idea to be said that when a man is um built on being a provider or he is taught to be a provider, when he gets of a certain age and he sees that, you know, women can provide for themselves, the fuck do I need to provide for you if you can provide for yourself? Like, I didn't provide for no grown-ass woman that can provide for herself type of shit. Do you think that's the same idea? Mm, it's the same idea, but it's not common. Because men always want to feel... All men want to feel needed. Mm-hmm. Because my dad is still my dad, and he still wants to feel needed. Mm-hmm. I'm grown. But it's one of those things, especially because society has... To, society has made it so men feel like they're the breadwinners. They're supposed to take care of the household and everything else. And the women are supposed to raise the children regardless. They're supposed to take care of, like, the emotional aspect of it. Which is why, in, like, growing up, the the father's supposed to be hard. And then the mother's supposed to be the one to come in and, like, sue the woman. Which wasn't an ideal at some point yes, in time. Yes, but, like, society changes. Mental ideologies don't. Because the same people who instill those ideologies in us are still alive. Correct. So it's hard to change those ideals when the people who put those ideas in place are still around. Mm. It's the same reason why 
like my grandmother does she's not alive neither my grandmother lives but i feel like at this point if they were both alive i would go home for christmas and they're like brie where's your man Right. Because I'm 26 at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be damn near engaged. Mm-hmm. About to be working on my first child. Like, mm-hmm. it's certain societal markers that we as women are supposed to have. Especially in families that are like, have older southern roots. Because mm-hmm. by 25, my grandma had... She was pushing... My mama is the... Fifth? Yes. She was on fifth kid. At 25? Yes. Wow. So, like, that was the norm for her. Of course. Like, my grandma, she wants, she loved being a homemaker. She just sat there, watched her quilt, watched her, made her quilts, watched her stories, raised her kids. That was what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So then, like, it trickled down. And moving forward is something different. My, what I'm, I'm asking you is more so the, does that still make a man a man? The idea that he feels, though, that, you know, we're in new age where women are succeeding. Women are out here flourishing in all fields of in what, whatever the case may be. So why do I feel like I need to provide for a woman who, that can do it for herself? Because there's more to providing besides financially. Because the, you can provide stability. You can provide mental strength. You could find you could provide comfort. Like those are aspects that also come along with providing. Fin- finances are a big thing, but those also are a big thing because we as a collective community were broke. Yes, you can't you can't worry about love and They say love don't play your bills. Yeah, you can't worry about love and mental health and like the other aspects if you're worried about your lights being cut off. Mm-hmm. You worried about rent. Like when your main focus is stability, you can't worry about the other thing. That's why we have the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have your basic needs met, you can't worry about other things else. But I feel like we now are at a point where we kind of have the finances somewhere where they're not as shaky. So, men can provide other aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're good at building some shit, mm-hmm. be Bob the Builder. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If you're, good at, if you're good at cooking, like, cook. If you're good at, like understanding like if you're a techie person and you're good at knowing what tech the edges your house may need before be that person provide in the way that you're able to provide mm-hmm. equating providing and that aspect is only financial to somewhere where you'll go wrong because when you remove that from it now you feel hopeless instead of being able to be like, okay cool she don't even she don't even pay this bill no more let me take this extra money and do something for her like no woman is going to be no woman is going to turn out a gift if her bills are paying everything else is straight. Only time women turn down gifts is if we got other priorities. But if our priorities are straight and at this point we're only into our wants, like we're no longer living out of the need column and it's in the wants column, then that's fine. But I feel like we as a community struggle so long with like financial management simply because you can't save your way out of poverty. It was it's one of those things where like systemically America's fucked up to the point where we couldn't focus on our wants. We only had to focus on needs. Then now that some of us are able to focus on our needs, we have to figure out what other needs we have. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those needs are emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So, next up will be more so um, Accountability. 
Now, we all know that women are allergic to accountability. It's not I mean, really. Men are too. I mean, I wouldn't say we're allergic though. I say that men. That's lack of accountability, right there. That's not the lack. I'm saying that we take pound, We take account of our lack of accountability. No, you don't. Not just we no. do it more. You're than a liar. Women. You're a liar. We de- men definitely. What take men? More Wait, put me in a direction. Pull me in a direction because. Because men don't take accountability unless they truly feel like it's something. It's the same way with women. Men don't take accountability. Men will cheat. And when they cheat, it's always what the girlfriend didn't do that led them to cheat. That's not accountability. True. So, that's not accountability. But that's one aspect. Men lose, men lose in the game. It's the system cheating. That's lack of accountability. Wait, hold you on, suck. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The system do be... Okay. Mm-hmm. Lack of accountability. Lack of accountability. You, you suck. When the Wi-Fi uh-huh. is lagging... That's your fault. You gotta... you, that's your fault. Lack of accountability. You should have got a stronger Wi-Fi. You can't control yes, you the can. Wi-Fi. Yes, you can. You so, can get... when your Wi-Fi go out, that's your fault when your Wi-Fi no, go it's, out? It's, no. All right, then. So, how can you take accountability for your Wi-Fi going out? Yes. You no, you... No, because you knew you were a gamer, so you should got a stronger Wi-Fi. If my Wi-Fi go out because I got my TV, my iPad, my Mac, my Bluetooth speaker, my phone. But it be oh, vibing. No. And yet, it be and you vibing on a daily mm. basis. Mm-mm. And then one no. day out of that daily basis, it be vibing. Mm-mm. And then fuck up. I'm not taking responsibility or accountability for something that was working fine prior to. It just fucked up today. Sure. So it ain't my fault that it fucked sure. up today. Sure, but when you call the Wi-Fi company, they're going to tell you what they're going to ask you these specific questions. What's everything that's plugged in? Then they're going to tell you unplug something because something is using too much power. So that's accountability on your part. Which, even after the fact, it can still happen. Even no, when you follow the directions. No, only time that happens is that there's a pure outage. And that lets you know if it's an outage. That way you don't have to take accountability of it. But when it's an outage, it's not your Wi-Fi. It's typically something bigger. So, no. It's but your, even with no. the outage, that's still something that no. does not, that you're not This whole conversation started because for. you didn't want to take accountability. Now we're back on this. See? Look at this. Life goes full circle. It doesn't. What do you mean? You I'm didn't want to take accountability. We, we as men, take accountability. We for do our, take accountability. No, y'all don't. Actions. Okay, even if we don't take accountility, y'all for don't. Auction, even if we don't, we don't. Okay, I'll agree with you. That you have no choice. Don't. You can't argue with facts. You can. No, you <laughs> argue <laughs> opinion. You can't argue facts. Facts are still facts. Um, but facts be ugly. That so, don't mean nothing. That don't mean them not. That don't make it not facts. It. it that's true. That's true. <laughs> My thing about it is, though, although I will agree with you that it is a fact that men do not, humans, do not take accountability, it's worse on women. How so? Y'all literally will dodge accountability. How so? How so? How so? Okay. So, for example, right? If you are... If you had plans, if you your girls called you, it's like, hey, girl, we about to go out tonight. What time are we going out? We going out at 11. You knew since earlier that day you had to be somewhere at 11. But you're not getting dressed. You're not even getting ready till 10, and it takes you about two, three hours to get ready. That's not accountability. That's me and all my friends. 
You have somewhere to be at 11. No, but if it's not a reservation, I don't have to be anywhere. No, that, you, you're you adding way too much to I'm this. I'm just speaking. You, you, you talk about me and my friends. Are your friends we told you to that a, y'all were going out at 11. We 11, so therefore. That means we to, no, we say 11, so we know that by 11 o'clock, we need to be midway to where we at, so we can be where we need to be by 12 o'clock. Because we say 12, 12 becomes the midpoint, so we're not arriving until 1. So we say 11. We're not even, see, that's so, the color people time shit that well, that I'm even, asking, I'm, I'm that color, even adds. Today is the nigga the solstice, whole, and I'm color, and that's my <laughs> magical power. It even adds to the whole accountability thing. If if there's a time given to you at 11 o'clock, you have somewhere to be, there's no reason that you should be getting ready at 10 o'clock, knowing that it takes you longer than an hour. No, because I'm getting ready, ready at 10, which is before 11, so... But you're not going to be ready by 11. That's not my fault. That is your fault. No, it's not. It's a choice of yours. No, it's not. You see how I you're not been taking out, I could have been doing something like... You see how you're not taking accountability? No, because I, you didn't. You don't know what I'm doing that day. Like, if I call my friend, I mean... If you I'm calling my, No, 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 because if, say, for instance, I was moving that day. Okay. And my friend calls me at 4 o'clock, I'm still moving. Okay. My stuff is not going to be done moving until 6. Okay. Which means I have to unpack. Which means my stuff is not going to be done until 8. Okay. I still have to shower. It means I'm by, by done by 9. Uh-huh. Give or take. Mm-hmm. I still have to feed my dog. I still have to cook. Mm-hmm. I still have to eat. Which mm-hmm. means I'm not going to be done until 10. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's no way possible for me to be done at 11. Right. And you know We that, just say right? 11 because ladies free before 11. But we you know, but, already know. We already know they're not moving the line to 10.59. So why am I worried about it? I just paid that extra $20 to get it. And if my friend don't got it, I'll spot her the extra 10. And then we're going to ride to the club because you don't want to be the first one in the club when it's empty because that's some lame bitch shit. So, no. But you knew that. In the beginning, and they knew that too. They only told me eleven because they didn't want me to be sleeping. That's not the point. Yes, that is the point. No, no, you don't know your friends. I know my friends. We, I didn't even. You don't know anything about that. The whole gist of the conversation was, and the question is, for the scenario, is that you had to be somewhere at eleven. Whether or not you knew that you had something to do that day. You already agreed to 11. I didn't agree to it. I just asked. No, you didn't ask anything. They told you okay, then how, to so, be ready so at you, 11. So, no, no. And you agreed. No, I didn't. No, you just said I didn't agree. So, they told me. No, I said, said you agreed. No, you didn't. You when just did said, I say you didn't I agree? I just said I didn't agree. You said you didn't. They told you. They t- you. You asked. I did not. You did not ask. No, but. You said it was on the phone, and then one of my girls said we're going out. And then at 11. Said time. I didn't ask them one time because I don't care. That's fine, though. But they gave you a time. Yeah. And you did not disagree on the time. Who car am I driving? It don't matter. If I'm driving my car, I ride where the fuck I want to ride in my vehicle because it's my vehicle. How did we get here when the whole sense, because, the whole consensus. Because there's other factors that, that go There's no, it. And that's it's how you know women yes, will do whatever no. they need to do. To avoid accountability. There is no... I didn't add no other factors. That's not your... The only factors that are important are the ones that I added. I don't have my superpower yet, so how am I going to get there? If I'm getting there in my own vehicle, guess what? Guess who paid that car note? Me. Guess who put gas in the car? Me or whatever nigga want to give me money for gas. But he not in this scenario. Guess who has to start the car? Who got the keys? Me. All of that not even in the scenario. Therefore, how I arrive to this destination is up to me. So, if they wanted me to be there by 11, they should have said 10 o'clock. That's not the point. Okay, get that. Well, whenever you're ready to get to the point. That is the point. That's, that's the not whole the point. point. The, those factors have nothing to do with what I said. The factors that are important are the factors that I put into the scenario. 
Your people's called you to tell you that y'all are going out and to be ready by 11. Knowing that the day that you were having, you still agreed. That's that's not a that's not their business. You agreed, but you agreed. And so I'll therefore, be there. so therefore, I'll be there. I never said I was gonna be there on time. But my thing is, but I never said I was gonna be there on time. If you, I never said I'm gonna be there on time, then you shouldn't hold me to be there on time. You, you just say, told me what time y'all gonna be there, which lets me know if I get there after eleven o'clock, y'all should be there. We is you included? No, we weren't just we talking is about French. Themselves. No, 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 no. No, we is French. I'm not French. I'm American. We're not French. No. How does that play into the scenario I just gave you? Because you say we, and we is not including it. But me is the person that's driving. So me, when I'm I never up, told I you who's driving. You, I asked you how I'm getting it. You said, don't matter. So I'm going to sell my car. I'm, but because, there. No, because, no, you. because if they said we're going to be there by 11, which mm-hmm. means they need to be at me before then. They never specified they were going to come get me before then, which mm-hmm. means I need, I'm responsible for my own transportation to the club. Mm-hmm. So I get to the club when I get to the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wonderful. All of this is just proving my point. Thank you. My thing is, is that you guys are willing to do and say whatever to make it seem like that. Sounds like, you it sounds like a male problem. problem that y'all are not. How is that a male problem? Because it sounds like you're upset that you're not your inability to do that. that is- it's not the inability. It's we, as far as men, though, we aren't going to go as ham to don't do. Don't nobody want to hear the shit y'all got to say. Because nine times out of ten, we don't even know what the fuck we're saying. Exactly. So, we're going to get caught up regardless, mm-hmm. right? Sounds like y'all are pissed poor judgment happens. And that's okay. But the question at hand is the fact that, or the topic at hand is how women are not so good with accountability. Mm-hmm. Which you just helped me prove my point, so that was great. No, we're accountable when we need to be accountable. No, no, no. That's not You're a accountable when you want to be accountable. That's when I need to be. No, no, no. No, no that's the that's thing. That's two different things. No, no, no. That's two different no, things. No, when I want to is when I need to be. No, no, no. You can't tell me my needs. Your opinion. No, you can't tell me my needs. I, that's... You cannot tell me my needs. That's therefore, great. No, you tell the, you tell the you judge can't. at your when you're a lawyer, you tell the judge that I today I came late because I needed to, not because no. I wanted to. No, that's not that's I needed to be late. First of all, now, now you want to step into the legal field like that's not my whole degree. Do you really want to go down? I don't know. Okay. That's not the point. Okay. What I'm okay. saying okay. is because you're saying okay. that my if no, it's no, no. my you're needs, not a, if you're, not, I need you're not in a position of power. People in position of powers can dictate that, however, they're still leeway. So don't use the court reference because I can tell the judges different things. Granted, it may not be the most favorable outcome. It may be a favorable one, it may not be the most favorable. Still doesn't matter. However, when it comes to accountability, who are you to be the accountability police? Um, the person. And, we, and it's defund the police. So I'm defunding your ideas. That's not how that works. Yes, they're, it does. They're not even wanting to defund the police. Uh, My, you don't even, people don't even know what defunding the police is. That's why there's a whole catastrophe for it. That's true. But the whole consensus, which you're running away from, which is accountability. Like no, I it's said, not. Which is, that's the whole, that's the topic at hand, which is accountability. You don't know your topics, but that's fine. Did I not tell you that it was accountability? You don't know your topics. Because I'm not running from the topic. I think she's running. She's dead ass running. Is she? See, he's he said you're running, right? My dog said you're running. No, I'm sitting right here drinking my wine. Figuratively, not no, and literally. Ma'am, the whole idea 
is accountability. Your idea is wrong. Is that you guys, as women... I can't speak for the... Uh, I can't speak for my whole... All of women. I can speak for me. And I take accountability when it's necessity. I don't take accountability when I don't feel like I need to be accountable for anything. Because who are you to hold me accountable? You're not in a position of power. And you feel as though that the... I guess the person who can be able to uh, give that or accountability is the person that's in power. So if you are in power, you should be able to uh, take accountability. Yes, like my manager. If you see fit. Yes, like my manager. My manager can make sure I hold uh, accountability. My coworker not necessarily because it's not your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even if your manager is in the wrong and should take accountability for their actions because they're the manager, they don't have to take accountability for their they actions. They typically don't. That's not what I actually know. What I said was because they're the manager, they don't have to take accountability because if they're they in don't feel as if they if they genuinely don't feel as if they did anything wrong. My whole thing with accountability is you have to feel like you're wrong. Because it's not accountability if you don't take the ownership over. In order for you to own it, you need to understand that you feel like you're wrong. If you don't feel like you did anything wrong, you can't take ownership of something. Because what are you owning? Okay. So, if you are... If you don't feel like you are wrong, then there's no need for for you to take accountability. It's not It's not going to be... Uh, it's not going to be accountability that... if. It's the same way of saying somebody saying I apologize and I'm sorry. What would be the difference? I apologize means I genuinely am remorseful for what I did. I'm sorry just means I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I bump into people and say sorry. Mm. I don't apologize for bumping into you. Mm. It's the difference. Same way people be like the difference. The 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 when people say the difference between love you and I love you. It's the accountability in that eye, that ownership of that, that makes it mean more. Mm, Okay. Okay. So what I've learned thus far is that, um, women just never feel like they're wrong, but that's cool though. Um, men always feel like they're right. So I guess somebody's wrong. (laughs) Everybody is just wrong. Everybody is just wrong. Um, the last one, um, to discuss with you is compatibility. And my thought process on accountability accountability not account compatibility is that um people have taking away from what it really truly means to to be compatible with someone i think now um and it, we discussed it earlier even now it's the idea of you know I already have my my needs. Can you um, tend to my wants? And the compatibility isn't for what people need anymore as far as like the human nature side of it. It's, for, it's more so for what they want. Are you compatible enough to give me what I want? 
as the captain of the uh, C-Man Woman Haters Club, I also believe that women have fucked this up. And the reason being that women... (laughs) And the reason that women have fucked this up is because of what's wrong... Because niggas ain't bringing shit to the table, so now they don't feel like they're compatible. Mm. Yeah. That's no, but my thing about niggas not being like not bringing things to the table is, um, what I have noticed, and also he's straight, and I also have like given, um, like I'm not gonna say I vastly researched, but the amount of research that I've done, you you know what? Okay, um, that I have done is that, um. Women are excelling in a lot of things, in a lot of fields. Niggas are declining. And niggas are declining in a lot of shit. Who fault is that? No, that's, I'm not, that's definitely niggas' fault. Okay, accountability, first time. Right? Because although there are things like, first of all, we can, can it be agreed upon that systematically it this this country ain't for us and when i say us black people okay and then can you also agree that even further down that black men i can't say that you can't say that no so you don't agree that because women are lower on the totem pole yeah you are so we're lower than black men you're you feel like you're lower than black men we are lower than black men why is that because the way the way it works is mm-hmm. you're still men. You still have the privilege of being a man. Mm-hmm. So the hierarchy goes white man, white woman, black man, black woman. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why when black people got the right to vote, mm-hmm. women still didn't have the right to vote at that mm-hmm. point. So it was one of those things it was double edged sword. Mm-hmm. Like I am black, but still society still sees me as a like it's the intersectionality aspect of it. Black women have to always deal with that because yes, you're a black man, mm-hmm. but you're still a man. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room with a black woman. Mm-hmm. It's one of those black women still make forty four cent on a dollar mm-hmm. of every man. Mm-hmm. Even though we talk about like the glass ceiling and went like when we talk about that, it's always white women. Black women still make less than that. Mm-hmm. So, granted, it ain't like it's that much drastically different on the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It's like black men are still two steps up, mm-hmm. but. It's still one of those because society is still a masculine, uh, like a masculine dominated society. Black men are always because they're still the nature of them being men is still misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So the nature of them being men, it's like women have to be so that you know how I'm saying that black people have to be two t- twice as hard to work twice as hard to get the equivalence of being a white man. Mm-hmm. Women have to work twice as hard as the following black man, which is why black women are excelling in so many things. Mm-hmm. It's because depending on what field you want to go into, like if you're a black woman in sports, that's still a male dominated field. Mm-hmm. Like you're always getting you're gonna to have to prove that you're better than the black counterparts because you're not going you're never gonna get compared to a white counterpart. You're never gonna get compared to a white female counterpart. You're always gonna get compared to the black man because that's the closest thing to you in societal as so mm-hmm. you have to prove that you're like better or they're like they're just grossly incompetent so i think it flip-flops like there isn't um a there isn't a way to say black men have it worse black women have it worse because 
this year alone showed us that we do. Like, we had Breonna Taylor, we had George Floyd simultaneously. Like, it was still a really bad thing. So, it's like, it's not a matter of who has it the worst. It's the matter of who society has attention on at that time. Okay. I say that to say that when you speak on, like, different career fields that are dominated by men... Do you also see the, do you see that as a decline? Like a steady decline of fields being dominated by men, that it's being more overran by women as time progresses, that more women are going to be doing these things. Because what I have noticed is that um, a lot of from, and it's always going to be like based on your environment, like you see things based on what you're surrounded by. So. Mm -hmm. What, I surround, what I'm surrounded by is a lot of successful black women doing a lot of successful black things. Um, which is the number of that is way more outstanding than it is for men. For men um, because uh, I see particular fields in that way. Um, so, like, when I see a successful black man, it's more so from the business tip. If he has, like, a successful business going on... Um, lawyer, engineer, things of the, I guess, more hands-on, however it may be seen as hands-on, but more of a hands-on idea. Um, and those uh, professions can accumulate, you know, a lifestyle, a, a wealthy lifestyle. Um, but what I see more is that women, you know, are really dabbling into the careers that would be more profounding in a in a in a wealthy sense that would put them to to set them up more so uh to become wealthy and stuff like that so and I say like for example nurses like they're you're rarely find a male nurse or for me at least I've rarely seen male nurses um from just graduation rates like I've seen more women graduate from college than men graduate. Um, just the projection of how uh, women like to go things. And I'm not saying that, like, um, it's because of y'all are success that men are failing. What I'm saying is, is that the, I think the, the idea of how men think they can come up, basically, I think men are trying to find more faster ways to do it. Um, seeing how like it's it's thus far we live in a fast life, and that that goes into you know the whole um male competition thing when you know niggas who um are trying to be an engineer is you know feeling some type of way because uh the male nurse over here got so many bitches type of shit, you know what I'm saying, or like um. The guy who, you know, wants to work on video games is intimidated by the nigga who is a lawyer with all the bitches. Like, just that thought process. So, when I say um, compatibility, it has turned into more of a financial game. More so than finding someone who uh, meshes with you in a more mental, emotional aspect. Um what do you say to that that idea? 
Um, I think that plays more so into, like, societal norms. Like, society has put it so you want to see, like, everybody wants to be that couple that everybody wants to be. So, like, people don't want to see, like, society feels that people don't want to see, like, a doctor and a tech geek who's up and coming simply because that tech geek isn't there. Granted, he could be the person that makes Fortnite. Mm -hmm. We don't know that, but because we don't see that attainable, that that familiarity we are with wealth, that is one of those things like, it's going to be like, why is she with him? Oh my God, he's using her. Versus, but that's easy for like a woman, whereas with the man, it's, it's the whole idea of being a sugar baby or being a cougar. It's like if you're an older, well-established woman and you go after a younger man, you're a cougar. You're preying on him. You're trying to fulfill this fantasy that you couldn't fulfill because you spent so much time working. Or if you're a younger woman who wants an older man, it's like you're a sugar baby. You're only going after him because he's established. The men in your age range aren't necessarily the ones you want because they can't fulfill you with this lifestyle you want. And, like, for the men, it's kind of one, like, being a sugar daddy as a man is a good thing. Being, really? yes, because everybody is like, oh, you are able to, you always got some eye candy on your arm. You like that. Being. Yeah, tricking for men is a. It's oh, one of those things. If you got it, yeah. if you got it, it's cool. You can't be the person to get tricked on because now you a hoe, poor pussy management, things of that nature. Um, if you're a younger man that's getting prayed about an older woman, that's a bit that's a good thing. It's like, ooh, you got the bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas but if you're a woman, you're a cougar, it's like you're desperate. You can't find nobody. You lonely, you miserable. It's one of those things where mm. um when women obtain more, it's always put down upon especially specifically black women. Because being a white sugar baby or being a white cougar is something that's like cool. Mm-hmm. But as to be like a black sugar baby, it's one of those. Every other culture specifically dates for money. Like they date for financial stability. We are the only culture that kind of dates for love, which is why a lot of our relation, which is why there's an emphasis on struggle in relationships. Like it's the idea that you're supposed to struggle together and come up together. Whereas other people are like, no, nah, if you ain't got no money, I'm not coming into this. Which is that OD. Which is the idea of like bride price and things of that nature. You need to be able to prove to my family that you can take care of me. If not, my daddy won't say no. You can be shit out of luck. So I think, but we as a society, we're like... You think that's a bad thing? Yes. Because I also decide I don't want to get married. I don't feel like we're property. I don't feel like I'm property. Because I feel like it's also one people... I don't think I want somebody asking my dad's from... I don't think that whole asking my dad's hand, asking my dad for my hand in marriage thing, I don't necessarily care for it. Well, I meant like the, the idea that other countries date for well, you know, get married. They for, do date for, they date for stability. That's the thing. Like for money and stuff like that, where you feel as though that our culture, black people, are trying to find a more organic. More, yes, and so now is we, that the problem? Yes, because now that we're now that we're going into the dating for financial stability, it has this, it's this faux pas aspect to it because it's so like it's the reason why like. Our grandparents, like, our, if our grandma was successful, our granddaddy wasn't that most successful. Or if our granddaddy was successful, our mom, because they were, like, they were in love. Granted, love is a good thing, but sometimes love causes your judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, you should want to, like, you should, I don't feel like you should struggle as an aspect of love. Like, I don't think struggling unnecessarily is something that should come with being in love. I just don't feel that. Mm-hmm. But I think we, as, like, a black culture are so used to 
we're so focused on love that we neglect the other aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't love you to be like no, like I don't love you enough to leave my comfortability to go stay in the basement with you. I'm not doing that. I love. Like, I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are willingly doing it. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get it. It's one of those things where if you are, like, establishing something, okay, cool. But if you are established, mm-hmm. it's not something I'm going to do. I can't do I, I personally can't do it, no. I always figured that... Um... I guess I, I think the exact opposite of of you. Um, and when I say that, it's because I feel like <clears throat> that is that is the prominent issue with the world in general, is that there isn't enough love and caring and being able to identify with the person internally instead of what they can do for you externally. I, that comes from uh, society. It So I realize countries with... A, Higher GDP, which is gross domestic product, the countries that make more money are more happy simply because their needs are not their needs. They're able to do that. Couples are finding love. Like you don't necessarily. I don't also believe. So I also believe that you can grow into love, mm-hmm. but because you don't love everybody you first meet. If you do, you weird. You need to get therapist. Um, <laughs> um, but you can grow into it. But I feel like couples don't are not able to grow into love. Mm-hmm. Because they're so, they're always robbing Peter to pay Paul, which is why you see those older couples who are like retired and now they're finding things out about themselves, mm-hmm. or those older couples who are they're together and then something happened and they divorce, mm-hmm. but then like ten years later when they get their shit together they come back and they're happier than they were before, mm-hmm. because at that point your needs are no longer your needs, mm-hmm. you can focus on your wants now. So I think that's what. The issue is when it comes to country couples around the like other places, which is why, like, when you don't have to worry about certain things, you're able to love that person. You may not be in love with that person. That's a different thing. But you're able to love that person. You may not love that person for them. You may love them for what they're doing, but that's some type of love. Mm-hmm. That's some type of connection you're trying to build upon. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the foundation of what their love is can lead to issues down the line, but you're able to still love that person. That goes into my next question in regards to that, to identifying the difference between love. Like, is it really love that you feel or is the feeling just familiar? So you equate it to love. For me being in love, I want your presence around. If I can go without your presence, if your presence isn't missed when you're not around, then I'm not in love with you. Mm-hmm. I don't even love you. Like, I cannot talk to, like, me not talking to my mom, I'll be upset because I'm like, what the hell she got going on? Like, I'm her pride and joy. She needs to talk to me. I'm like, but that's because that's my mom. Whereas, like, if it's somebody's son, cool. If I don't talk to you, all right, bet. That means I don't truly like you. It's just, I talk, some people you talk to out of familiarity. I feel like, I feel like when you're when you love a person, you want to know everything about them. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things because you just like you just want to be like you want to hop in their skin if you can. Mm-hmm. Whereas familiarity is like okay, cool, we talk all the time every day. I know your routine. It's like I know if I'm free between three to seven, you free between three and seven, I can hit you up. Um, it's also the thing where 
familiarity is comfortability. Like, when you are at a point where you feel like this is the best you're going to get, that you put up with stuff that you wouldn't only put up with simply because mm-hmm. you don't want to break the mold. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's difficult for some because some people love what people do for them and not actually love the person. And then some people love the person, but because that person can't do things for them, they don't love them as much as they should. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it it really is just a tricky subject overall. Okay. My thought <clears throat> thought process on that would be more so, um, just like you said, you know, just when you're comfortable with certain shit, um, you equate it to, like, you just subconsciously equate it to, like, well, all of Obviously, I have to love it if I'm still putting up with it. Mm-hmm. If I'm still dealing with it, if I like it and I'm comfortable with it, obviously, I still love it because I'm still dealing with it and shit like that. Before I wrap this up, though, I want to ask you for a slight, just real slight, answer for which would be my uh next episode which will drop next year 2021 but for that episode i am doing daddy issues and i wanted to ask you i want to ask you as far as our last conversation when we're talking about love and comfort do you believe that daddy issues equate to it i would just i want this the other day my take on daddy issues is Daddy issues arise when somebody has their daddy in their life and their daddy either did too much or did did a little. Because you can't have an issue with a person you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people have absentee fathers, that's not a daddy issue. Mm-hmm. That's just a lack of... And, like, that's not a daddy issue. That's just a lack of, like, a masculine presence. You can't control that. Whereas daddy issues, I feel like, are one of those situations where you are a daddy's girl and your daddy spoils you. So, you... You're used to that treatment from men because that's your dad. Or your dad was around here and do shit. So you're used to that treatment from men. So that's a daddy issue. But, like, you can't have an issue with somebody you don't know. So, like, if your dad is an absentee dad or, like, if your dad died young, that's not a daddy issue because you can't have an issue. Like, it's the you can't have an issue with somebody you don't know. It's not an issue. So that's how I feel. Okay. I think... Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, we'll, <clears throat> more will be said in the next episode, but I think, um, to that is right. Like you can, you can even have your dad in your life and you can still have daddy issues. Um, and I think that's a lot of things that women don't take into account of, like to not even women, just people in general, like people literally would think that because their father was really present in their lives, their entire lives, means that they don't have any issues with their dads or they didn't have, they don't have any daddy issues because he was there the entire time. Mm-hmm. But there's like certain factors missing that he didn't give you. And then what's interesting is, and me being a father, what would that be? Like how many aspects are as a father are you supposed to cover so a person can't say they have daddy issues or what constitutes that? So definitely want to thank you for being on my podcast, sharing your thoughts, your opinions. No problem. I appreciate you. 
Um, again, this is Bree, um, and I definitely want to thank her for uh, taking the time out and being my first guest. I'm going to have more guests coming soon, 2021, so be on the lookout for that. And again, thank you for tapping in, fucking with me, and uh, there's more to come. Holla back.